Um, just while they settle, I'd just like us to uh, pray that, uh, really, that the word will not have any resistance in any of us today. And that God will use this story. I'm going to be telling my testimony this morning. And uh, that God will use this to actually encourage and strengthen your faith. And to give you some keys on how to win in life over difficult problems and challenges. So if we could just pray because we need him and I need him. And uh, then we'll... We'll begin, I'll begin bringing uh, what God has put on my heart. Thank you, Lord. Lord, uh, you're the one who makes the word come into our lives in a fresh way. And we ask for a fresh anointing both to speak and to listen. Uh, we may have heard many of these scriptures or words before, but Lord, we depend on you for a freshness so that it actually will bring about your desire in our lives, our minds, the way we think and how we react to circumstances. Lord, train us and equip us today. Just thank you for the grace and the power of your grace to hear what your spirit is saying. That in the days we're living in, faith is far more important than ever before because there is such an attack on it. We, we recognize that. And so we invite you to build our faith today so that we would leave stronger than when we came in. For those who need lifting up, Lord, from a very low place, lift them up. For those who are in a, a place, a certain sort of a sphere of influence and outworking of their faith. Lord, take them further. Take all of us further today, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I want to speak this morning about how to overcome fear and how to win when things go wrong and things happen in life that really do happen. And there is such a thing as a spirit of fear. We know what fear feels like. I'm sure all of us have felt it in our lives. Um, I can make a dog afraid by shouting and I can see the reaction and responses to that dog. So fear can happen in many different ways and different shapes and sizes. Um, and fear has lots of relatives, I've decided. Anti-anxiety. Uh, stress. Pressure. Intimidation. Um, worry, 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 worry. All the time worry. And... Uh, it has so much uh, effect on us as people. It affects how we feel. It affects our well-being. Fear and worry and stress, anxiety, pressure, all of it can actually affect your health, your relationships. If you are living with a stressed out, maxed out person, usually they are non-relational or hyper-relational, so either exhibiting an extreme behavior or a very internalized, moody, silent behavior. Stress has effect on all kinds of areas of your life, your relationships, your working life. And Jesus said that before he returns, and Jesus is returning, he's coming back again, this time not in the same way. He's the same person, but he will come back as the King of kings and Lord of lords. He'll come back to reign on the earth. And everybody will see. So whether you're a believer or not, everyone will see Jesus come back. So we won't just be the church that meets on a Sunday. Suddenly, the whole world will see Jesus is alive and real, and he's God. 
That's why we need to prepare and live for him so we're ready for his return. Don't be caught not ready. Be ready for his return. But Jesus actually said in the last days, there'll be so much distress and turmoil on earth. And the stress and turmoil on earth has ratcheted up extremely. And he said, men's heart, people's heart, when he says men's, he means people, male and female. He means all all people's hearts will fail. Because of fear. Their hearts will fail because of fear. Now you can have a mild fear of, say, like the dentist, if you're going to have a filling. And your tummy just goes a little bit churny. Or you can have a massive fear attack. Which can actually collapse you. Fear can be managed, actually, or if it's massive, you won't be able to handle it. But actually, I don't believe we can defeat fear by willpower or determination, uh, by just saying, you got this, you've got this, and you say to each other, you've got this, I've got this. I can do this. That's willpower. That's a self-determination. Because then we wouldn't need Jesus. And he said, without me, you can do nothing. So I don't believe you can defeat fear without Jesus. And without learning how, he says, you win and overcome fear. The word fear in the Bible actually means to shrink back, to back off. If you've ever been afraid of somebody, I mean, uh, once again, an angry person in a car park, you, you, you somehow have offended them, and they get out, and they start to rail. Has anybody ever had that? I've had that experience on the roads, okay? Because there's road rage and there's car park rage. And what it is, is just anger. It's rage. And, uh, you know, some people can make me quite scared. When I see what their response is, I'm like, ooh, I'm not going to go back and say it was your fault <laughs> at this point. It doesn't seem wise. I think I'll shrink back. And, you know, in the Bible, you, 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 Jesus wants us to be brave and courageous. And um, he wanted Peter to walk on water. He wanted him to do the things that Jesus was doing. And he called him in to doing those things. And do you remember, he saw the waves, he saw the conditions, and he was afraid. And as soon as he began to see and feel afraid, he started to sink. And so... It made him want to go back into the boat. And I think many times in life, if we're going to fulfill our purpose, our destiny, and see all the things that God has for us, the enemy will use fear to make us shrink back, to back off what Jesus has for us. How many of you don't want to give in to that one? And sometimes he's like the adult with... um, who's a, once again an angry person with a dog. Have you ever seen somebody take a rolled up newspaper and threaten a dog? I don't believe that's the best way to train a dog. Um, but the threat is enough. And fear has a threat element to it. That things are going to come out really bad for you and your life. It's going to end bad. So he waves that newspaper as a threat, and you know the person behind it isn't good, isn't nice, because that's Satan, and he uses situations to threaten us and to make us shrink back or just run away. Get out of it. And fear can make people run from their lives and from the good things, actually, that God has for us. 
So we can't defeat fear with willpower. I think that's really important. Really very important for people who love to think they're strong in themselves. And God wants us to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Okay, so fear, fear comes against all of us. Situations and circumstances, relationships, um, probabilities. So you lose your job, how are you going to pay for things? What will happen if is often something that runs around your mind when you are afraid that something bad will happen. What will happen if? So what do we do when fear comes knocking? What do we do when fear comes knocking? When the alarms go off. It's perfect. And you know there's a problem, which I did. It happened to me in November of last year. And I received a letter. And that letter was um, sent to me from Musgrove Hospital, the breast clinic, And they were calling me back in because they had spotted something on a routine mammogram. And so that alarm (laughs) went off at that point. Because I knew that the enemy was threatening my life with something called cancer. And cancer has, and I remember a friend of mine who was diagnosed with cancer many years ago. And she said to me, with cancer comes many demons. You've got to fight so much when that word and that condition is spoken. So what did I do when fear came knocking, when the Goliath was at the door of my life? Well, uh, I felt fear. I felt afraid. Um, I remember when I was a a child or a young person and my brothers were playing football and they decided that I wouldn't, I'd make quite a good goalie. And so they put me in the goals and I didn't really want to be there, but they persuaded me to stand in the goals and they were going to take penalty shots. And so I stood there like, and, uh, They uh, both had a go, and the one who's actually strongest, his penalty hit me straight in the stomach. And I felt winded. And if you've ever felt winded, you just can't breathe. It's only happened to me once, praise God. And that was my brother, and I've forgiven him. (laughs) I had to... No, it wasn't immediate, that forgiveness. But I felt like he put me there, and I was a target. And so there I am. I couldn't breathe. And that's... Kind of what I felt, because in my family, I nursed my mum, and she died from cancer. And I nursed her at home. So I saw what happens, and actually I've, since then, I have volunteered to work in a hospice. I did that for a season to help people who were at the end-of-life care. So I know what cancer can do by personal experience and by um, just, just doing so much that I did for people in the hospice. And by the way, I was just an assistant. I wasn't... I just go in and help them. I wasn't a nurse. I'm not qualified. Um, but I brought them faith. That's what I am qualified to do, and so are you. Some of you nurses and doctors out there, you carers, guess what? What an opportunity. What a harvest field. Anyway, um, I digress. So, immediately the threat were all these pictures of what had happened to somebody I loved. And I I really felt horrible because fear makes you feel horrible. It makes you feel paralyzed. It makes you feel like you're not going to get over this. That this is a 
an issue you're never going to get over because that's what the enemy loves to communicate. Whether it's cancer or something else, you're never going to get over this. That's what the communication is. You will never win this. You'll never defeat this. You're never going to achieve what God, the good that God promises. And so I immediately... Um, when fear came knocking, I immediately went onto the phone <laughs> and I rang three of my best friends. They're more like family. One of them is family and two of my best friends. And I know with faith, it's such a battle that you keep, you keep it um, close at the beginning. You don't tell everybody your problem, but you tell faith people. Okay, so... Jesus would always, if he wanted to do a miracle, he got people who didn't believe out the room. And I needed a miracle. I knew I needed a miracle. I know it was only a letter for a checkup, but I knew because I'd had a vision a few weeks before of an iron in the fire, which speaks of testing. And the word of God speaks about the testing of your faith that it will be proved to be genuine. So I knew I was in a test, and I got my closest family really praying for me. But I spiraled. And I think it's really important to know that you can come back from that place. But it was a massive attack of fear. You can come back from there. You can come out of this. If, you're in a, if you've been attacked with this level of fear, you can come out, because I'm, gonna, I'm a living testimony of that. Uh, and the devil wanted to take me out early. I always know the devil's plan is to rob, kill, steal, destroy life. Jesus has come to give life and life in all its abundance. And fear, you know, fear is the way the enemy has access to you. And you start not only thinking, feeling, you start believing for a bad outcome. And that's an access point. Fear, bad news, something happening is an access point to bring you to a place where you believe something bad is going to happen. So I knew from the word of God, but I knew from experience in my life when fear knocks, and fear has knocked my door many a time. Whether it's fear that you won't have enough money, fear that people won't like you, the fear that um, you're never going to succeed in anything in life, the fear that uh, uh, you're going to fail, fear of failure, fear of all kinds of things. So I knew that the way to win over fear, when fear knocks, faith needs to answer. So when fear knocks, faith needs to answer. And I knew, it was almost like Lyle was standing at the door. I went, close the door. There was no answer of faith in me. But I knew I needed faith. And I don't mean a general saving faith. Like I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sins. I believe he rose again from the dead. And I have confessed him, my Lord and Savior, I am going to heaven. I'm accepted to God. That's not the kind of faith I needed. I needed faith for cancer. Specific. Now, you might need faith for something specific today. But there's no point saying you've got it if you haven't got it. Is that okay? And so I'm admitting to you, this woman of power for the hour that I did not have faith for this. I didn't just get all my quotes out and begin to uh, ring around everybody in all the world and say, prophesy over me, give me a word. I just knew I needed God and I needed faith. Uh, This new challenge was presenting me with something I'd never overcome before. And I think we, as we go on in life, we have new challenges. 
especially as we go into new levels. There are new devils. Sorry about that. But, you know, moving forward, growing, seeing, seeing God's kingdom advance, seeing you guys flourish and, and uh, change your communities, believing for divine setups, all of it. It's like it's all advancing the kingdom. And so I knew, I knew that I knew that I needed a word from God. So what do you do when fear comes knocking and you don't have the faith to answer? Will you go to the person who can give it to you? While you can have everybody praying for you and hearing God for you, it's different to you hearing God personally. There's a world of difference. They can get faith from hearing, but I needed my own faith. And Hebrews 12 verse 2 says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the perfecter of my faith. What does that mean? It means as we look to Jesus, he communicates, he starts something new. I needed new faith, so I needed to look to him, go to him, and get a word from him. Get him to speak into my heart. Why? Because he, Romans 10.17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, the Bible is the word of God. Can I say that again? The Bible is the word, the message from God. But Jesus didn't just say, I'm giving you my word. He said, when I go, I'm going to send my spirit. And he's going to take of what is mine and he's going to speak it to you. He will be with you. He will be living in you. And he will declare to you what I'm saying. So I needed a person to go to him, and I needed a word from God. And you know, the only perfect word that I could rely on was scripture. Prophecy, we prophesy in part, but this is the perfect, and it never fails, and it's always powerful. The word of God, Jesus is called the word of God. That's one of his names. So the word of God is as powerful as Jesus. Some of you have tuned out already. The word of God is as powerful as Jesus. I don't want you to tune out. I'd love you to hear the solutions for everything, actually, not just for fear. Looking unto Jesus, the author and perfecter of my faith. And the faith comes from hearing and hearing a person speak to me. Faith comes from hearing. Now, the word is always powerful, but it's my hearing that's hit and miss. So the word never changes, but the way that I hear changes. Let me tell you, when you're in a tight spot, you will go to him and hear. (laughs) Because that's what you need. You need a word from God. How are you going to overcome every problem that you face, every giant, every Goliath? A word from God that you hear personally. So fear came knocking. I didn't have the faith. But I knew I could go to a person called Jesus And I could receive faith from hearing his spirit speak a word to me. Now that is called a rhema word. There are two words for the word of God. One is logos, which is the Bible, the written word. The logos is always living. It's powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. It is always living. And has divine life in it. But a rhema is a freshly spoken word from God. And when Mary was given, you remember when Mary had the angel visit her. And Gabriel had a message from God. 
And the word was that she would be with child. The virgin would be with child and give birth to a son and his name would be Jesus, the son of the most high. And the angel said, for with God, nothing is impossible. And actually what that means in the Greek is for with God, no rhema will be impossible. No freshly spoken word to you will be impossible. And so God is a God who upholds every word. No word will ever be changed, even in heaven. Heaven and earth will pass away, but his word will never pass away. That's why we're a people of the word, but we're also a people of the spirit who speaks the word of God to us. And makes it mine, makes it personal. That can happen in a preaching setting. It can happen for you today that you hear him speak a rhema into your own heart. But for me, most of the rhema words that I get are in what Jesus calls the secret place. Can I have Matthew 6, verse 6? And Jesus says, when you... When you're afraid, when you're stressed out, when you're in pressure, when you don't know what to do, when you're, when things are going wrong, when you have no answers, when you've got some needs to pray for, when, when you're looking at the nation, when you pray, whatever, go into your room. And when you have shut your door, pray to your father. Where is he? He's in that place. He's in the secret place. And your father who sees this happening in secret, what will he do? Come on, let's say it together. He will reward you. What is that show? That's a show and tell of answers. I love rewards. Tell somebody next to you, I do too. (laughs) I love being rewarded. But the rewards that come from your own time with God. I believe if people are prayerless, they are actually often graceless. They lack the grace or the power of God in their lives because they're not coming to the source of life and wisdom and answers because he is the source of life. And, you know, we're so busy, aren't we? And when I had this news, that Friday, Pastor Andrew and I were flying to Italy to minister in a couple of churches out there. And feeling, I was feeling dreadful. And I knew I had to preach the word of God. And I just went and did it. I didn't tell anybody there, my best friends, our best friends in Italy, who are darlings, Romolo and Miriam. We stay with them every time that we go to Italy. Uh, I didn't tell them until all the ministry was over on the Sunday night that I was in challenge because I didn't want to affect what God wanted to do that weekend. I didn't want to become the focus. I wanted Jesus to be the focus of that time. So I ministered actually out of a weakness and feeling dreadful and we saw people healed (laughs) <laughs> like, hello. <laughs> I saw people uh, encouraged. Hello. Um, I was, <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> Anybody? I saw God move and do amazing things in both churches. And got to the end of the weekend, I was exhausted because the fear had such an effect on me. I didn't feel like eating. Uh, I'd feel this physical presence. It's a real presence. Trying to get in at night and day. And I have never fought anything like it. It's a terrible thing. And if you're experiencing that today, I'd love to pray for you. Because I believe that Jesus Christ sets people free. I believe he sets us free. And that's a miserable state to be in. Horrible. Anyway, 
on the Monday morning. You see, a secret place for me, since I was 27, I became a Christian. Um, I was told, actually, everybody needs a daily prayer time. So you know what I did? I started a daily prayer time. I just thought, that's if I need, I need my relationship with God to grow, and therefore, I'll have to go to that place. Now, for a busy mum, I've heard there's a mum in the church. She, she can't get any peace in the house, so she goes to the car, not leaving the kids on their own, by the way. When dad's home, she goes and sits in the car and spends time with God. Jesus uh, couldn't get away from everybody, so he went up a mountain. So your secret place doesn't have to be a particular room. I mean, the Jews actually had something. Jesus probably thought of this when he was teaching on prayer. The, the Jews often would build a little room, like a closet, which would be called the prayer room in the home. Shall we have one? Men and women of prayer. Shall we have a prayer room? Have a vision for a prayer room. And Jesus was probably thinking about that. And so I knew from 27, uh, there would be times where I'd feel great about going to the prayer time. And there'd be times I'd feel nothing. And at times I really thought, I don't really want to. But I would make it um, a routine, a discipline. And I believe the Christian walk is a lot more than just feeling great. And doing things as you feel it. I I believe that God's after our will more than our feelings. That he wants to get our choices, not just do I feel good, I'll only do it if I feel good. Because we can't follow Jesus without our wills deciding to follow him. So I built a real living relationship with God. He was my source in everything. I got wisdom. I heard the Lord about coming down here to plant the church, ministry over the years. Everything that we do um, as a leadership comes out of our source. His name is Jesus and the Father and the Holy Spirit speaking to us. Uh, Financial decisions, things that every, every aspect of my life. And I just like to make this point, you know, if you're too busy to pray, then God really won't be in your day. That was brilliant, Lord. I think you gave me that as I said it. If you're too busy to pray, God isn't going to really be in your day. I mean, he's going to be with you always, but you're not going to manif- you're not going to see a reward, a show and tell. How many of you want show and tell? God's kind of show and tell. You know, there's a guy in the Bible called Daniel. Oh, he's such a special guy. As a young man, he decided not to do what everybody else was doing, to honor God. And he, just because he honored God, the favor of God was on his life. And he was ten times better than everybody else. Say ten times better. There are rewards for following Jesus, and it's ten times better. You can have a max of a hundred if you like, but ten times is good. Anyway, Daniel, um, the enemy, his enemies were all around him. They didn't like it. They were jealous of him because there was such favor and blessing on Daniel's life. Go on, say favor and blessing. (laughs) Sounds like rewards. Does it sound like a reward? They worked, the enemy worked out the secret to his life of blessing. No. I know how we can stop God working in his life and through his life. I know. Cut prayer out. So they passed a law that you couldn't pray anymore to your God. Do you remember? Anybody? Because the secret of his strength was his relationship with God. It was a routine relationship three times a day. So you could say he was disciplined, but it wasn't just disciplined. It was powerful. So they tried to stop him praying. I wonder if the enemy has tried to stop you praying. 
wonder if he's attacked your prayer life. And I just pray that he hasn't won. But today, you can start something new. You can't do anything about the past, but you can start a new day today. And every day, you pray, and God will do it. Do amazing things. You might not see them immediately, but he will do it. Anyway, there I am in Italy. On the Monday morning, exhausted, I'm still afraid. I've looked, you know, like the swan uh, on the top of the water. I look all calm. I looked great all weekend. Nobody would have known there was anything wrong with me. But on the inside, my, the webbed feet, you know, everything's going like I'm churning. Everything on the inside is it's uncomfortable. It's horrible. I hope this is helping you. Anyway, um, Monday morning early, our friends who are normally there for breakfast, it's their house. Uh, (laughs) Although they say it's ours, it's our home in Italy. Um, And we can do anything we like, can't we? It's lovely. Uh, They're normally there, but uh, they both had to go out early at seven. Well, I'd finish, we'd finish the ministry, and usually Monday morning is a bit of a downtime because you're absolutely worn out and you've got to start got another meeting coming and then you're flying back to England so um, I just said oh you stay in the bedroom and I'm going to go in the kitchen make make a drink and they have this lovely sofa in their kitchen and I'm going to spend some time with Jesus and I'd been praying for six six days speak Lord your servants listening speak Lord your servants listening I need faith, I need faith. Speak, Lord, your servant's really listening now. (laughs) And remember, I hadn't had the confirmation that it was cancer yet. I kind of knew it. I just knew it in in my heart. I knew that it was a challenge. Not from God, because all sickness is from the enemy. I've settled that forever. You'd never convince me that a good God would put sickness on people. It's a bit like an abusive dad. It's wrong. It's just wrong. It's not, it's not, there's nothing right about that doctrine at all. It's fake. Fake news, people. Fake news. Fake news, people. Anyway, so I'm on this sofa, and always when I go to pray... I want to tell you something about the Bible. And uh, I read the title of a book this week, and I, I threw it out my house, this book. I didn't know it was there. And this title about this human book, this person had read, had written, the one book that can lead you to success in every area of your life. I went, rubbish. And I took a pen, <laughs> and I wrote, crossed out, the name of that book and wrote the Bible. That's going in recycling. Bosh. (laughs) Don't you dare tell me there is a human book out there that can lead you to success in every area of life. There is only one book that can lead you to success and that's the word of God. I eliminate all other books and all other Googles. Because man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. He is a speaking God. Jesus said, my sheep, hear my voice. So I go with my Bible, with my, I usually have a coffee now. I used to have tea, but I've changed. I've grown up, I've grown up. I've definitely grown up. And I have a strong, I'm a bit of a coffee snob, actually. Um, and you don't get nice coffee in their kitchen. Surprising for an Italian, but and you have to go out for the coffee. Anyway, you like it, but I don't. She's not a snob. <laughs> okay, so I'm sitting there, and I always have a journal. So I write down what I believe God is saying. I write down, you know, I don't need a thought for the day. I need a word from God. 
that will bring faith. I need faith for today, not a thought for today. A thought won't change this. Faith overcomes the world. So whatever's in the world, faith will, will overcome it. Jesus said, and he put huge emphasis on faith. He would say to people, he would meet needs like this. According to your faith, it will be done to you. He said it time and again throughout the Gospels. And he would meet needs according to their faith. And remember, fear came knocking. I didn't have the faith. But I knew who to go to to receive a word from God, to hear him speak to me. So... I prayed, and um, it was near Christmas, and I love Isaiah 9 that describes Jesus. So I started to turn to Isaiah 9, that he's the wonderful counsel, the mighty God, that God would give his son, and this would be the most wonderful person the world could ever, ever receive, the son of God, Jesus, a gift. So I, I, I'm thinking I'm going there, and then by mistake I go to Isaiah 7. But it wasn't a mistake. It was a set-up. A God kind of set-up. I'm about to come in. I'm about to lose all fear. Get peace, get my mind back. Get the feelings back of well-being. I'm about to rise up and conquer. I'm about to win, because... Suddenly, I read, and my, my eyes go on Isaiah chapter 7, and I read, Behold, the virgin shall conceive, bear a son, you shall call his name Emmanuel. And I'm thinking, oh, there it is, that's, that's Christmas Eve. Emmanuel, God with us. And before that, it says, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The Lord himself will give you a sign. And the sign... I really felt he was speaking to me. It was my rhema. It was like his voice to me from the word of God. It was like he was declaring it. The sign of you seeing this miracle happen is God with you. God with us. Jesus present. And I realized, you know, I thought, I don't need another sign. I've got God with me. Now, that doesn't just mean company while you sink. (laughs) At least you've got company in the journey. Because I know the meaning of God with us means victory, deliverance, provision, healing, answers. And then I remembered... The night before, Pastor Andrea said, I've I've had a word. Mountains will melt like wax at the presence of the Lord. And I thought, same thing, God with us. And then I thought, there was one woman that came to me in in Italy. And she traveled two hours to come and hear the ministry, hear the word. And she said, her eye caught me, her attention was on me, I don't recommend this in worship, but it must have been the Lord, because it should be on the Lord. But she was watching me, and it was before I was ministering, and I was crying out to God to, to come and do something in that meeting, to come and be Lord and say what he wanted to say. And she said, as I looked at you, the Lord said to me, tell her everything will be fixed in my presence. And I thought, Emmanuel, mountains, well, well... Everything's going to be fixed. So I knew right then it's all going to be sorted. Not you got this, God's got it. It's a bit big difference. There's a huge difference between I've got it, but God's got it. Anyway, I meandered back to the beginning of the chapter. Because when I find when I find treasure and I hear God speaking, I'm writing down. This is the sign. For my miracle, Jesus with me. That's my sign. And God is able to do far more than I could ask or imagine according to the power that is at work in me. That he's, he's what I need. And then I went over to 
Uh, it only took 20 minutes, by the way. I wasn't there five hours. Stressing it. I was just listening and reading. And then I went back to the beginning of Isaiah 7. And it speaks about uh, two enemies of Israel coming together to go up against the nation, the people of God. And how the enemy couldn't, didn't feel confident enough, one of them, so they'd take two of them together to go and attack the nation. And it said, the, the news was to the whole of the nation, which was to me, the enemy is de- deployed against you. And the reaction in verse 2 um, when, they, when the people heard this news, his heart and the heart of his people were moved as the trees of the, of the woods and moved with the wind. Oh, I went, that's just me. That's how I've felt. Have you seen when Florida gets hit by some kind of storm? The trees do this. Well, that was inside. Their hearts are moved. You know, it, doesn't that describe fear in a, a completely different way? The feelings of you're moved. Interesting, at the beginning we were declaring, I will not be shaken. No, I won't be shaken. I was. So, what was the answer to that? I'm going, Lord, this is amazing. This is me. The word of God speaks in every generation. So the Lord said to Isaiah, so the prophet's coming. So in other words, the person bringing the word. And the person who brought the word has brought the word to us here. Because it's the word of God, right? So here we are reading it. And actually the word came and the Lord said to the people, take heed and be quiet. Do not fear or be faint-hearted. So watch out. Don't let fear rule you. Then it says these two stubs of smoking firebrands, speaking of the two enemies, are against you. I knew the enemy was against me, but the Lord was saying... It means so much to me, but perhaps you're hearing this for the first time. But he was saying, this cancer, to me, is like two stubs that have nearly burnt out. All smoke, no fire. All smoke, no fire. It's going out. It's going out. I'm like, it's in the word. God is speaking. It's going out. I've got the word. Because the enemy was communicating an invasion that I would die of this. But God says, in my eyes, it's going out. It's nothing. And then he went on to say in the next verses, It will not happen. It will not take place. This invasion is not a takeover. As soon as I got that, I received faith. I went to that door, opened it to Goliath, and says, guess what? You're going out. It won't happen. It won't take place. Cheerio. Off you go. But I had faith to speak and command the enemy to flee from me. Faith to command the situation that God was speaking into this. Anyway, they actually, when I came back, I mean, I no, well, let me go. I ran into the bedroom then. After I praised the Lord, got the victory, told the devil he was leaving, I went in, I've, I've got a word. She went, because she knows. Do you know, if you've got a word, you've got the victory. 
Because it will come to pass. You may not have seen it happen yet, but it's going to happen. So I said to her, I've got a word. She went. Tears, tears flowing down. Because she knew the secret is faith. Because according to my faith, it would be done. Anyway, a completely peace is the fruit of hearing faith. When you hear God, I'm like, chilled. I'm like, let's go for coffee. Let's go shopping. We're in Italy. What are we doing? My heart's not doing this. It's just this. Stable as a table. Stable as a table. For real. Not because I should feel, but I felt. Because faith will give you feelings as soon as you believe it. Faith first, then you'll experience the peace, the joy, the hope. And you'll look at life completely different. You'll look at the future completely different. Anyway, I got back and uh, after taking biopsy, they, uh, I'm nearly finished, they, uh, they said, they rang and went, you know, there's people who suck teeth. Uh, it's grade two. It's an invasive, use the word invasive cancer. And I went, the enemy came against the people of God, to invade. Oh, well, God says it's not going to happen. God says it's not going to happen. It's not going to invade me. It's not going to take over my body and therefore take my life. And uh, I knew as well that I needed the operation. I knew that that needed removing Anyway, they said it was one tumour, and uh, praise God, it wasn't very big. Praise God. And so I went in, and you know, because I, 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 it's not my field, I don't know anything about medicine. There are quite a few people in the church do. I know nothing. So, um, you know, it's a day surgery. Can you be, I thought it would be keyed up to some drip somewhere, awful. It's just day in for, the, in, in for the day. It's just remarkable. Anyway, <laughs> so um, I went for the op, and uh, the doctor came back and said, you know, after I'd come round, and said, actually, we found two. Two stubs. All smoke, no fire. Because the scans and the MRI had only shown one. But because they were close together, it was two. How accurate is the word of the Lord? Isn't that mega? Two gone out stubs. It's actually gone out now. Isn't that wonderful? Because no rhema is impossible with God. No hearing a word from God is impossible with God. Because no word returns empty. Every word that he speaks, whatever God says, it will come to pass. But faith comes from hearing. And hearing by the word of God. I, I, you know, I've, I've had other challenges. Um, you know, their expectation with my family history that I would need chemotherapy. And, you know, I was like, well, in it all, I've had to lose control of my life to the Lord. I've never handed the control to the medics. I've always said, Lord, you're in control of my life. Work through the medics. I'm very grateful. And thank God 
for every person who's in any kind of medicine helping people. Thank God for you. That's not what I'm saying. But I don't hand the control to doctors. My life is in his hands. It's a completely different way to live. And um, because of my family history, they had some kind of expectation genetically that I would need chemotherapy. And uh, so they were sent, sent off the test. It actually goes to America, of all places. It's all new to me. And then it comes back four weeks later. Anyway, I was praying and I said, Lord, to be honest, I've had to... I've not been able to plan anything. I've not known when things are happening, what's happening, which I, as a leader, I'll always be planning. I'll always want to do this, 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 and I've just been, eh, this is unusual. I've had to make so many changes in my life just to, to go through this time. And um, the, the, the result came back, and I went in a few weeks ago to the oncologist, and she just went, well, it's good news looking at the screen. I think I told some of you last weekend or the weekend before. There is a less than 1% chance of it recurring. The thing is, the Lord says there's no percent. It won't happen and it won't take place. And I, I just want to thank God for his faithfulness to speak. And I hope that my testimony has encouraged you that Jesus is the author. If you don't, when fear knocks or a problem knocks or there's a challenge, go to Jesus. Have a prayer life that's real. There are rewards for it, not just to overcome things, but to gain ground and see, see amazing things happen through your prayer life, through hearing God personally. Don't fake it. If you don't have faith, say, Lord, I need a fresh faith. I need a word from you. There's no condemnation for people who need a word. We grow in faith, don't we? We don't have it kind of all at once. Faith comes out of a relationship with him as we relate to him and have, live a real life. You know, I, I relate to him not just at problems. I love him. I enjoy the Lord. I like his presence. Um, he lifts me. He makes me happy. So I don't go into the secret place like this. got to do this. I go in, brilliant, I'm going to hear God. I'm going to be with God. He changes me. He changes the way I think and what I believe. But in this situation, one word changed me forever and altered the destiny that Satan had planned for my life. And God is a God who speaks. And he confirms his word from people around us. And I'm so thankful for my faith my faith three, really. There are three. I literally couldn't do life without them. They're my family. And if you don't have faith friends, make them. So into friendships in the church. Because there are times where you need your friends, your faith friends. that can actually help you go through. But I'm also so thankful... Because as soon as I told you in December, you began to pray. And I know that through your prayers, there's been a supply of the Spirit to me. And it's turned out for my deliverance. So thank you to you. Thank you to my closest friends. But all the glory goes to the only one who does the miracles. Amen. All the glory. I'll tell you a funny thing before we finish. I, um, before a new year, I didn't, didn't kind of know anything about how I'd be after the op. And I was preaching here on the Sunday, and then I was going in for the op on the Monday morning. And uh, um, that actually, on the Wednesday night, we had an encounter night. 
And I was on my own because something, I think Pastor Andrea wasn't well or there was some situation she just couldn't get in. And so I'm driving here to the meeting on my own. And I'm believing God, but got a lot to face. You know that, don't you? Yeah. I'm going in for an op- I don't like operations. Does anybody like an operation? Oh, yeah. I didn't want to go. But, you know, there we are. I had to go. That was it. And um, I've been healed without any medical intervention. This was, this was just the way it happened for me. And um, I'm driving in, and I, on the way, before I got in the car, I saw this um, song called Land of the Living. Never heard it before. And I thought, <laughs> I know that scripture. I believe I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So I press play, and of course it just connects Spotify in my car. Start to play it. I'm going, I'm confident of this. That I will see your goodness. And then it gets the chorus. I'm declare, I'm shouting like I'm on my own. You wouldn't want it. I'm crazy. I'm a crazy chick. I literally, and I am a chick. I'm a girl still. I'm not a woman. Well, I am a woman. But I'm a girly girl. I, I like to think of myself about 35, 40. Okay. Come on. But I'm still this, this, I'm confident of this. And then, you never make promise. And I'm going like this. I won't do it over the mic. It'll, you don't lie to me. Yes. And I'm driving in, you don't lie to me. I'm like, a song can feed into what God has said and can lift you. Into like, ah! If you don't, I think you know the song because we, our wonderful worship team, do you know what they did? I said, do you think we can do this to to the guys? I said, can we do it? Well, Samantha decided we'd do it that Sunday. They didn't even have a worship practice. You guys just went, let's do it. They practiced before the meeting. And we launched. And I was like, here. I hadn't, I hadn't seen any miracles yet. You don't lie. And everybody was going, you don't lie to me. Isn't faith wonderful? Faith is powerful. Because it links you with the power of Almighty God. And when you have faith, you're definitely going to win it. Faith comes from hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Now, I'd like to pray for some people. Would you stand? Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I do feel we should finish with that song. Do you feel Do you feel it? Do you feel it? Because it's for you. You never make. Go on, let's say it. You never make. I promise. You couldn't keep. You don't lie to me. Because he's not a man that he should lie. God can never lie. And so whatever he says, he will do it. Thank you, Jesus. Lord... We just give you praise that you're the God who speaks. Thank you that in every situation and circumstance, Lord, you've called us into relationship with you. That you are the author and perfecter of our faith. Thank you, Lord, it doesn't begin with us. It starts with you and it finishes with you. And every step in between is because of your ability to continue to believe. We just want to thank you for faith friends and a faith church, people around us who believe you and pray for us and are standing with us for miracles and wonders and the things that we need. But Lord, we thank you that when you speak, everything changes. When you speak, things come to pass. When you speak, the end is certain and clear because no word from you returns empty. Every word will accomplish what you send it to do. No word from your mouth. Thank you, you're a speaking God and we are your hearing children. Lord, I thank you. You declare my sheep, hear my voice and they follow me. Thank you that we don't follow you to defeat. We follow you into victory. Thank you that we don't follow you to sink. We follow you to rise up and stand. You're the God who makes all things 
possible through the hearing the rhema word of the living God. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And thank you, Lord, that today there may be someone or a people here that have been plagued by fear, that today has been a day of good news. That when fear has come knocking, they've kind of um, not known how to overcome. But I thank you, Lord, today for the wisdom that comes from your word, that you teach us how to win. You teach us how to profit, that you show us how to succeed over every situation, and, it, and that you are the source. And like Daniel, Lord, may we all have that real relationship with you that means we're in the secret place, alone with God, with your word and your spirit communicating to us. Yes, asking you for things, but listening for your life-changing voice. And Lord, I want to ask just for the release of hope for those who are afraid this morning. That hearing your voice will get rid of their fear. Because faith will come. And Lord, I just want to serve notice on the enemy, the spirit of fear that has been plaguing these people. In the name of Jesus Christ, just as David stood before Goliath and the whole army was rallied, Lord, and that had been set back by fear and intimidation. The army rallied behind David because David said, I come against you. And today I come against every spirit of fear that has been opposing God's people. Every spirit that has pushed you back into your corner. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke you and you must flee from me. And I thank you, Lord, for an army of victorious warriors who know how to stand in the fight and win every battle through the name of Jesus, with the word of God in their mouths and faith in their hearts. And I pray, Lord, for the power of this word to continually transform us so that we can live from victory to victory and help others overcome their fears. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for peace restored. Thank you, Lord, for a relationship with you that just is so fresh and so wonderful. And I pray for that secret place like Daniel to be the secret for the favor, the blessings, and the miracles that lie ahead in our future. Amen. Amen in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. So be it. We hope you've enjoyed this message from Kingdom Faith Southwest. For further information, log on to kingdomfaithsw.com.